Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of sports, events, and games to wager on. Or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack. All open 24 hours a day and all online, including a $750,000 poker team. If you're into props and entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the weather. Visit the website or use your mobile device and join today to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at BetOnline to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure to use that promo code PODCAST1 for your 100% sign-up bonus. Visit BetOnline.ag and don't forget the promo code PODCAST1 for your 100% sign-up bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. Joined by the four Dan Nats. I was sequestered. It's Dan Patrick. It's around the horny Dan Patrick show version where Seton's at home, Fritzy's at home, McLovin's at home. See, Tony Reale does around the horn, but they're not at home when they're doing around the horny. Paulie is right here with me, about 15 feet away from me, and we're glad you're part of the program in whatever way you can and you'd like. If you're voting on our Meat Friday songs, the Meat Madness, We'll have the Texas bracket coming up for you. Eight songs today, over 50,000 votes yesterday, so keep it coming. And the winner of the Final Fork will receive a Traeger Grill when it's all said and done. The 2020 Summer Olympics have been postponed. They will be somehow resumed before 2021, according to the International Olympic Committee. That came out prior to the start of the show about an hour ago. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Cowboys guard Travis Frederick retires at the age of 29. And the Patriots have cut their all-time leading uh, scorer, Stephen Guskowski, which I found uh, kind of interesting. But uh, he had been – did they cut him before, release him before, and then he came back, or has he always been there? I, I'm not sure. For some reason, I thought that they brought him back but probably expensive for a kicker. But Adam Vinatieri still planning on kicking this upcoming season, I believe, isn't he? With the Colts at, is he around 45 or is he 46 now? But uh, Stephen Guskowski of the uh, Patriots got cut. Adam Schefter will join us. How old is uh, Vinatieri? He's 47. He will turn 48 this season. Unbelievable. (laughs) He's got to push it to 50. Oh, I don't think so. With the way it looked last year. He didn't He didn't perform well. And he cost the Colts a couple of games. He did. George Blanda, I think, was 50, 49 or 50 when he played for the Raiders. And he was still their kicker, but he came in as their emergency quarterback and actually played well, I think, in a couple of games. Yeah, Paul? You're right. George Blanda was 48 his last season as a kicker <laughs> with the Oakland Raiders. But he got time at the quarterback position all the way basically up till age 44. Yeah. Deep backup role. All right. Uh, Adam Schefter will join us. We'll find out where he thinks Jameis Winston lands and Cam Newton and Andy Dalton. And does he think that there's any uh, method to the madness that the Bengals might trade that number one overall pick? Uh, the Miami Dolphins looking to move up. Uh, Lance Zierlein, who works for NFL.com, has his mock draft. He's the one that uh, threw it out there. Now, there's been sort of reports, rumors, 
that maybe Joe Burrow and his camp aren't thrilled with going to the Bengals. Uh, you know, we'll see if that's the case. But for the time being, you know, are the Dolphins trying to get an offer together that the Bengals would actually look at? And my source said yesterday, the Bengals just don't do this. They don't trade. And they wouldn't trade that, that top pick. I was like, okay. Well, because Paul Brown didn't do it, and his son Mike Brown is not going to do it either. That, that's what I was told yesterday. But we'll talk to Adam Schefter about that. You know, you start to think about when you trade up to get a quarterback. You know, the Rams, uh, they gave the Titans four draft picks in the Jared Goff deal. So they used those picks – they got uh, Jack Conklin, and they got Derrick Henry out of that. They got Austin Johnson, unproductive uh, defensive tackle. He's currently a free agent. But, you know, you got Conklin and Derrick Henry. Those are all pros. And Jared Goff is not an all-pro all at his position. But you got two. Conklin's now with the Cleveland uh, Browns. The Rams made a series of trades with the picks they got from the Redskins with that RG3 deal. The picks eventually turned out to be Greg Robinson, Alec Ogletree, Michael Brockers, Janoris Jenkins, Stedman Bailey, Zach Stacy, Isaiah Peed. That's a pretty good haul there. That was for RG3. Um, let me see. The Falcons, when they traded up for Michael Vick, Falcons got Vick at number one. They gave up the number five pick, LaDainian Tomlinson, additional picks, and then on also Tim Dwight, a kick returner, and uh, also a Backup wide receiver. The Eli Manning deal, the Giants, they got the number one pick, and then the Chargers got Phillip Rivers, and they got a first-round pick the following. That's all they got. First-round pick the following season turned out to be Sean Merriman. You're going to have to give at least two first-round picks and then maybe another first-round pick the following year, a couple of second-round picks. But, you know, if Miami really loves him, According to ESPN, Todd McShay, Carson Wentz was interesting because there were further trades involved, and this is going to get complicated. In exchange for the number two pick in the 2016 draft, Cleveland initially got the eighth overall, then they got the 77th, 100 overall, and then 2017 and 2018, they got a first round and a second round. Cleveland traded the number eight pick to Tennessee in the Jack Conklin trade, and Jack Conklin's now with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Cleveland traded Philadelphia's 2017 first-round pick to Houston, and Houston got Deshaun Watson. Um, Cleveland got the number 25 pick in the 2017 draft and a first-round pick in 2018, the 25th overall pick, Jabril Peppers. Um Philadelphia and Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland used the Eagles' 2018 second-round pick to take Nick Chubb. Uh, Cleveland used Houston's first-round pick in 2018 for Denzel Ward. Oh, God. <laughs> um, wow, that's, that's a lot of people. So the Eagles got Carson Wentz. Browns got Corey Coleman, Sean Coleman, Nick Chubb, Jabril Peppers, and Denzel Ward. Ward and Chubb were successful picks. Peppers, not so much. Uh, the Coleman's, uh, not so much either. But, you know, sometimes you don't keep track of those trades when you go, hey, we got our guy, we got Wentz, and we got Jared Goff or RG3. It's like, well, what happened to those picks? So now you know. The um, 
Los Angeles Rams deserve a little credit. With everything going on in the world, they dropped a less serious topic on us yesterday. They officially unveiled their new logo, a fairly simple L and an A, and then a graphic of a ram head, bright blue and yellow colors. They probably put a ton of work into it. And you know how Twitter is. People have been killing the look since it leaked a little while ago. And that's what we do. We make fun of things like logos and uniforms and people sometimes. Some people said Tom Brady couldn't go to the Buccaneers because their uniforms were too ugly. They're changing those uniforms. Nobody's going to be upset, like in Tampa, that you, hey, you're going to change the uniform. All right, fine. With the Rams, you already had a great logo. The media has to remember one thing. They're not the target audience here. Teams are selling to kids, teenagers, millennials. NFL writers have nostalgia for the old days. Oh, I remember the creamsicle Buccaneers or those uh, powder blue Charger uniforms or Pat the Patriot here. Young fans don't care about that. It's like, what's new? What's hip? Those Ram logos are probably cool, or at least cooler than everybody else thought on Twitter. I, You know, I didn't like it, but I'm not the target demo and you got to take chances sometimes i'm okay with that you know a lot of these teams you know, they, they change the look of their logo i'm okay with it try it i mean you're gonna get roughed up but at least you try it and maybe you stumble upon something where you go that looks pretty cool well that's different that's unique yeah fritzy well they're not ramming it down our throat they're just putting it out there we like it we like it we don't like it we don't like it thank you todd yes Polly. If you go back to the Rams logo history, their the logo in 1946 looks almost exactly like the logo now. So for people who don't like the one now, it, it's basically a throwback to their original logo, which nobody remembers because it's 1946. Yeah. Yeah, McLovin. I don't like it. It looks like a Good Morning L.A. show not a football team. I don't think you can win a Super Bowl <laughs> with that logo. Well, nobody said they were going to win a Super Bowl with it. But if I go back to 1946, 1951, the the Rams logo in 51 looks a lot like this, even 1970. Yeah, and where was everybody complaining then? Yeah. yeah. I didn't hear them then. Social yeah. media. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big font guy. The Los Angeles Rams' new font is fantastic. I don't know what uh, type it is, but it reminds me of, like, uh, Monday Night Football fonts of the 70s. Here is Eric Dickerson, the Hall of Fame running back who works with the Rams. He was a guest of Doug Gottlieb's show yesterday. It's like anything. Like, I, I asked the guys, I said, why mess with something that's good? Right. I said, it's like the, the Cowboys don't change their logo. The Raiders don't change their logo. Right. The Colts who in Indianapolis. Right. I mean, when Baltimore went why, why? I mean, why? Preach! That's Doug Gottlieb and Eric Dickerson. Yeah, but the Cowboys haven't, you know, have they taken any chances at all? Probably not. Uh, the Steelers, probably not. Vikings, I get it. But, you know, you're the Rams, and you're trying to keep up with everybody in that market. You're trying to create a buzz. You're trying to do something because you're being passed by by the two basketball teams. Uh, you know, you just you want to stay relevant. You want to have somebody talking about you, and that's what you have. Somebody's talking about you. May not be nice, but they're talking about you. Here's the uh, Rams COO, Kevin Demoff, on the logo. There's good and bad on the logo that's the L.A., but I think we knew that change is, is hard for some. And while I think they will grow to love all of the marks, logos, and fonts, certainly it is a shock to the system to get you know a look that was different. Yeah. That was uh, on AM570 yesterday. Man, took a chance. Yes, yeah, Eden. 
You know what I think part of it is? It's that the logo, it just doesn't feel complete. It feels like they got through like half of it and then stopped. Sort of like the Jacksonville Jaguars helmet. Yeah. Where you go, uh, wait, what? did you start front to back or back to front? But the, the Rams, they remember when this leaked out, and then a lot of times teams will leak out something to get our reaction. And then they'll go, oh, no, no, that's, you know, that wait, that was just uh, something that we were trying. And and then I thought they would go back and go, uh, let's not do that logo. Let's come out with another one. And I'll be damned. They said, full speed ahead. We're putting it out. Yeah, Paul. You also don't know which logos and uniforms will have a shelf life. If you told me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers creamsicles and the guy with the uh, swoosh and the feather, we'd want that back 30 years later, 40 years later. You'd be like, no, no, that's, that's horrendous. Or the, you know, the Houston Astros rainbow uniforms. At the time, people thought they were horrendous. Or the White Sox early 80s uniforms. But now people are like, oh, let's get that back. Sometimes ugly takes a while to appreciate. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I resemble that remark. Yeah, we all do. Thank you. Uh, and I would like to say it's Dan Patrick, the sportscaster, not the lieutenant governor of Texas. I was trending last night, and I didn't realize it. But, boy, I was. Uh, people were responding to me. Hey, you're trending. I go, for what? And then they told me, and I go, they go, why don't you like grandparents? And I go, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. And the lieutenant governor went on uh, Fox News with Tucker Carlson and said that he thinks grandparents be willing to give up their lives to save the grandchildren. Yes, Seton. Well, you've you've hit uh, true or like peak fame right now, Thank 2020, yeah. in that your face is now in memes all over the internet, and it's for the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> See, this so is weird. It's funny. People will post a meme and be like, this guy wants to, like, whatever. And then there's just 150 comments saying, uh, that's the wrong Dan Patrick. This is why when I tell you guys, hey, any publicity is good publicity, is, and that is not true because this isn't good publicity. But a lot of people are, hey, just talk about me. I'm okay if you don't talk about me. And if you do, hopefully you're saying something positive, not something like this. Yes, McLovin. But web traffic is way up. We got Twitter followers. Are you sure this is bad? I don't have a Twitter account. And I, I thank God because I was just telling somebody last night. They're like, why don't you have a Twitter account? I said, I have no interest in reading it. You know, the Danettes will parse through it, but I, I don't have any interest in reading it. If there's something that I need to know or I made a mistake, then great. We can correct it. I, I, I have a three-hour Twitter show. That's what this is. It's a three-hour show that's basically my Twitter. Yes, Eden. I can't wait for people now to quote this show saying, uh, Lieutenant Governor backtracking from controversial <laughs> comments says he doesn't believe this stuff. Also hates Rams logo. <laughs> yeah, right. And Fritzy, whoever Fritzy is. <laughs> nice. Very nice. I, I'm waiting for Tucker Carlson to say, uh, would you like to come on tonight? Yeah. yeah, I'd be more than happy to come on and say, I'm not the Lieutenant Governor of Texas. Uh, the Dan Patrick Show uh, with our DP Show store. Go check it out. Spring cleaning. We got uh, $10 shirts, $15 caps, some items up to 65% off. Free shipping when you spend $50 or more. Go to danpatrick.com and get your gear today. Uh, let me see. Do I have the Meat Madness songs here? Okay. Here's the number one seed in the Texas region. Taking on uh, the number eight seed, Brandon in Florida. This is Jake in Delaware with his take on Post Malone. Hey, 
killers calling this week Friday better fire up the trigger But that golden road doesn't have as many bricks as Todd's hook shot Gotta play of the day but stand back the gorillas Ha 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 I be losing teeth like old time hockey man I'm grilling like a rock star Okay, that's the number one seed. It's pretty good. That's uh, Jake in Delaware. And he's going up against Brandon in Florida with Mr. Mister. Baby, the back ribs and ham. It's Traeger time. It's me Friday. Yes, grab your phone. Suck it all. That's great. With a side of curly fries, join the ranch of blue cheese. Wolf beer, golden road brewing. Nice shot, Mario, in the But that's good. See, that'll give you an idea. That's the eighth seed against the number one seed. That's Brandon in Florida. That's that's well done. The parity this year is just yep. unbelievable. They stepped their game up. Let me sneak in two more, and then we'll take a break and uh, bring in Adam Schefter. The 4-5 uh, matchup, Brandon and Regan in Michigan with their take on Lizzo. Throw your beef on the Traeger grill. Tell me how you like me. <laughs> beef on the Traeger grill. Tell me how you like me up to what hell? Woo, child, love me some beef tips. Meat on that Friday hands. No smoothies, please, God. You gotta try some new bits. Like the time you showed up in the work. Burn streaky dick. Grilling with the guys. It's how you smoke your meat. No, it's not the size. My heavenly meat makes you realize. You should put your hands up and testify. If the lions make a Super Bowl. Headlines would read, what a go. I throw your beef on the Traeger Green. That's Brandon and Regan in Michigan. And uh, they're going up against uh, Angel in Florida with uh, Harry Chapin. The doctor told me the other day, you won't survive if you keep eating this way. Gotta cut out red meat and lose some weight. That's Angel in Florida. Feels like he has that sound you could hear on a Friday happy hour at a local bar. Good voice there. Yes, Fritzy. Yeah, he really sounds like Harry Shaper. That was excellent. Thank you, Todd. You can vote on DanPatrick.com. We'll give you the other side of the Texas region coming up. We want to take a break and bring in Adam Schefter. And uh, we're back after this, 20 after the hour on the Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance 
along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. Hi, hello, sports fans. Dave Damashek here, and uh, guess who's sitting exactly six feet away from me? Adam Carolla. And uh, we're both here to let you know your favorite Adam Carolla show segment now has its very own feed. Well, what about the injury? And I go, that's fine, but what about being a your whole life? <laughs> we know the real reason so many people tune into the Adam Carolla show. So let's give the people what they want, eh? Seen pictures of him in Russia with a shirt off, and he looks—he looks pretty chiseled. <laughs> Enjoy all the good sports segments together in just one place. Make sure you subscribe to Good Sports, available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast platforms. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with performance enhancing. Just you know, being a hero. You mm-hmm. know, that's what I'd like. Anything, Daddies? No. Okay. Adam Schefter will join us coming up. Got a couple more Meat Madness songs from the Texas region. The 3-6 matchup between Vince and Virginia, Thad and Iowa. Here is here's Vince and Virginia, the three-seed. The on Fridays, you've had in So that's uh, Vince in Virginia. Almost sounded too good as David Bowie. We'll uh, get to Thad in Iowa with his song coming up. Let's bring in the popular Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL insider. He appears on NFL Live, SportsCenter, and other shows, of course, the Adam Schefter podcast. This week he talks to the NFL's chief medical officer, Alan Sills, on the impact of the coronavirus. NFL legend Rondé Barber on Tom Brady joining the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Dan. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. You know, we, we're, we downsized here in the man cave. Uh, we're down to uh, a couple. I got some Danettes on uh, location there at their homes, but yeah. everything else is good. It's very responsible of you. We are, I think, redefining how the world will work moving forward. I think this will change a lot of things. It'll be interesting to see the fallout of everything. What do you expect to find out from Alan Sills, the NFL Chiefs medical officer, on the impact of the coronavirus? Well, this is a situation really where I think he gets put front and center. And Alan Sills is a brain surgeon by day and is in charge of all these issues for the NFL. So he is the one that is basically debriefing the teams, debriefing the league office, debriefing Roger Goodell on the daily matters that face the NFL. And I think right now they're just trying to act like everybody else responsibly and do the right thing. And, look, the draft is scheduled to go on April 23rd, 25th. I don't see how it's going to happen with – teams conducting it from their headquarters and talking to a number of executives, front office personnel, coaches over the weekend, they all think that if the draft happens on those dates, and I don't think there's been too many discussions about moving it so far, Dan, but we're a month out, but if it happens those dates, 
that this would be the first draft done with remote teleconferencing, where GMs and front office members are in their home and communicating the way that so many of us are these days, which would throw a new wrinkle unless the NFL decides to move it. And Alan Sills, of course, I would think would be at the front and center of that. He's at the front and center of uh, what will be, I think, the cancellation of all off-season activities. Can't imagine how these teams are going to go through anything like that. The five teams with new head coaches were supposed to be able to get underway Monday, April 6th. That's not going to happen. Can't imagine it's going to happen anytime soon. And so uh, they've got to figure this all out, just like everybody else has got to figure it all out. you got your people out in the field. The NFL has got its people at home. I'm working from home. ESPN has its people at home. And so that's just the way the world's going to have to operate for a while now. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it's, it sounded like you were certainly doing more than hinting that the draft is going to be postponed. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not doing that. Okay. I'm saying that the way the draft is done, I don't think is going to hold up. Now, again, I want to be very clear. I don't think the NFL has discussed moving it off those dates at this point. Okay. I think the NFL is determined to have the draft at that point, April 23rd to the 25th. My just guessing is if it's done that way, it's going to be done with teleconferencing from home and – there's no assurances that that happens. That's my own thing. Dan, look at the window. Look at the world. Oh, I know. You. I don't think these scouts can do their due diligence. The teams can't. You can't be in person with somebody for workouts. There's no pro days. That's why, I, I mean, I, I would be surprised if the draft happens just because we're not allowing people to do their jobs. And then How about, like, when – how many times have we seen a team on the clock executing a trade? They got the GM on the phone with the other GM. They got – the assistant on the phone with the league office ready to turn it in. It, it's all these people working together simultaneously. Now, again, we haven't been in the situation to understand how it works, but can you do that with everybody on a FaceTime call? Yeah. Can you do it through Zoom? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I really have no idea. But if that is the case, th- then maybe there needs to be more time on the clock for teams an allowance for that, or maybe they're going to have to move it back and wait till everybody can be back in the office, whether that's a month from now, two months from now, four months from now. We don't know. We're, we're in a whole new world here. But you also have Tua who puts out a video yeah. be- because you can't go and visit him. You, you can't have a pro day and, and, you know, you have teams go out there and see him in person. Did he help his stock at all? If you, I don't know if you've talked to anybody about it, but yeah. I'm assuming you have. Did he help himself out with that video? Look, he's going to be able to control the narrative and show teams videos of how well he's healing, and it looks encouraging. But the bottom line remains, I don't think it changes anything. Teams' doctors cannot get their hands on him. They cannot put him through a physical examination. Uh, We have no idea about the blood flow in that area. We have no idea exactly how that hit the ceiling. It's one thing to just put out a video where it looks like you're moving well. What's really going on in there? I I have no idea. And the teams don't either. You look at it on the surface and you say, hey, you're, you're excited for the young man, and it looks like he's certainly progressing, but some team is going to be making a major investment in Tua, and that investment is going to be in the form of dollars and maybe draft picks by moving up, and he was always going to be something of a medical gamble, not his talent. He's a number one overall pick talent. We're not questioning that. We're just saying that there are questions about the hip, the ankles, the durability. That was the question on him coming out. So if that was a question then, 
without anybody putting him through an examination other than the exam in Indianapolis at the Combine in late February, aren't those questions still going to be there whenever the draft is held? Yes. We're talking to Adam Schefter, the mothership. If I told you a month ago that yeah. these moves would happen, uh, what's the one that you would say, I didn't see that one coming? Of all the moves that have happened over the last 10 or so days, then? Yeah. I, I guess Teddy Bridgewater to Carolina. We didn't really talk about that one. No, you know, People thought Teddy would wind up in Tampa, and some guy named Tom Brady took that slot. And it bounced Teddy Bridgewater to Carolina, which also signed the XFL standout P.J. Walker, which means that Kyle Allen gets traded for a fifth-round pick when the Panthers, I don't think, are going to be able to get back anything for Cam Newton. So think about that for a second. Kyle Allen goes for a five, and you can't even get anything back for Cam Newton. And you can't get anything back for Cam Newton, I don't think, if, if they can, good for them, because of the world we live in. Again, medical issues, former NFL MVP, teams will want to examine him. And, and you're not going to trade for a guy do 19-1 million with medical questions when you can't put the guy through a physical. So that becomes problematic. So in this day and age, in this offseason, Kyle Allen, through draft pick compensation, is deemed more valuable than Cam Newton, as crazy as that is. Or Kyle Allen, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah, many, I get it right, okay. How many, th- how many teams do you think were truly interested in Brady? To make an offer. Well, um, I can tell you this, Dan. I think there were various teams at various points going through various exercises about whether or not they would make a run at Brady. So let's just say a team like the Bears had conversations about whether they should go after Tom Brady and wait. Does that count as a team that's interested or not? No. I'm I'm just asking. Somebody who was ready to make an offer there. Okay. I I would count, in my mind, well, teams that ultimately did, right? Yeah. Ultimately, three teams, probably. The Patriots, Buccaneers. Well, I don't even know. Maybe four. I I wasn't even including the Patriots because I don't think think an offer ever was made there. I mean, really, this was – this was a case where Tom was kind of dictating it to them, and 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 I don't think I think they were sitting back waiting for him, and it was mixed up with the salary cap or the CBA being approved that Saturday night or Sunday morning, and so you had to see what rules you were operating under, but then once they knew, it never seemed to take off with New England because Tom had to talk with Robert Kraft to let him know he's moving on. So I, I don't think they ever sat down, the two sides, and said, this is what we're thinking of offering you. Will you t-? I, to my, I don't think they have. I don't think they did. And, you, it, was, you know, and it, was, it wasn't one of those situations where um, it would have been hard to figure out if Tom wanted to be. I think, I think both sides, as much as they love and respect each other, I think, that, I think that's what people are losing sight of a little bit. I know that people want to focus on the negative aspect of it. Oh, boy, there there were issues, and Tom didn't feel appreciated, or each guy wanted to do things his own way. You know, again, I think these guys were together. I mean, Tom and Bill and the Kraft, 20 years, won six Super Bowls, right? And so as it was brought up to me by somebody involved in the process, like there are people who work for companies for 20 years. 
Is everything perfect? No, but it, it, it's a great run. Are there couples that are married for 20 years? Is everything perfect? Definitely not. And, and some couples after 20 years, they just say, you know what? Enjoyed it. Great time. Some cherished memories. Just want to go do something different. I think both sides did the right thing here. I don't disagree with that. Yeah, I, I think that that – because I, I was at ESPN for 18 years. And there you go. Okay, so, so – well, when you left there initially, you probably were a little, a little miffed that it didn't go exactly the way you would have wanted, right? No, I wanted to leave. Yeah, okay. I, I just didn't like how it played out after I left. But I, I just wanted to have fun. I, I, I wasn't having fun. And, it, and it, a lot of it's of my fault – not necessarily ESPN. It had changed. I wanted. I wanted to move on. So I. I understand this completely. Well, so, so you were Tom Brady Thank before you. Tom Brady came along. Yeah, absolutely. See that then? And, yeah. and 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 let's just call it like it. You just didn't want to work with me. <laughs> uh, I just Eisen gave me a bad scouting report on you. And yeah, well, he did. Well, hey, that, you weren't the only one to get a bad scouting report on me. <laughs> All right, run down. Let, let's just go quickly here. If you could place these quarterbacks, not where you think they'll end up, but place them where would you place Jameis winston but let me just say this before you before we play this game right yeah the, the hard part is is the chairs are all filled in so now it may be a team that says let's go take a flyer on this guy that doesn't even make a lot of sense like i'll give you some teams that are out there that i think it would be smart of them to sign a quarterback pittsburgh makes some sense to me jacksonville has got an opening behind uh, Gardner Minshew. Minshew, that makes some sense to me. Uh, if I were a quarterback, I would just say, you know what, I want to go to a place where I'm going to learn. Like, I want to go to San Francisco and work under Kyle Shanahan. I want to go to Kansas City and work under Andy Reid. And so what's the difference if Jameis Winston gets paid, I'm making this up, $8 million in Jacksonville or $4 million in Kansas City or $3 million, if that's going to improve his long-term status and – and elevate his game, and he's going to learn. So it, it, it's not even a question at this point in time of where you think it would make sense so much as is what would be the right fit for that guy, whether it's Jameis or Cam or Andy Dalton or any other quarterback you can ask me. What's going to be the best fit for them long-term? And it may be a team that we haven't even talked about yeah. with quarterbacks. Well, I'd see Jameis. Pittsburgh, to me, makes the most sense because – he would be better than their backup quarterbacks they have now. He gets to be around Tomlin, Roethlisberger, great organization. And then you get that opportunity maybe in two years when Ben decides that he's not going to play anymore. Now you can do what Ryan Tannehill did. You wait your turn, and then you get your opportunity to sort of have reinvent yourself. I don't know what Andy Dalton does uh, or Cam Newton does. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't know if, if, you know, if Tyrod Taylor is going to be the Band-Aid in, uh, with the Chargers then you're not going to bring in somebody else there, and you're going to draft a quarterback. And, right. I, and, and I get it. I understand what you're saying. And then like Cam Newton to Jacksonville, to me, would make sense from the standpoint of Gardner's your guy, and you know Cam is still there and can help. Um, but you know, the, I don't know what their egos are. Like, Is Cam going to go, hey, I'll be a backup? No worries. Jameis would probably be a backup, and so would Dalton. How about Green Bay in the mix, right? Like That would be another team that you wouldn't necessarily think of. But let me go back up Aaron Rodgers, 37. Let me go learn there and, and see how that works out. And that's the kind of yeah. thing I'm talking about here. Like, how, how about if, if you're Cam Newton, is it worth taking a flyer and say, you know, let me, let me go to Dallas in the event that they can't figure out this contract situation 
and I'll take over for Dak Prescott. Well, I thought Jameis Winston with Dallas, because that gives you a little bit of insurance if it doesn't work out with Dak, and now you have Jameis at age 26. I thought that that made sense, but people said I was crazy. Am I crazy? Well, no, Dan, you're never crazy. Oh, yes, I am. (laughs) Yes, I am. No, I don't don't think so. Again, these quarterbacks, it was always going to be a question of – there were more – this was the first time ever there were more quarterbacks available than starting jobs, ever, ever. And so there were going to be people like Jameis and Cam and any other quarterback we want to put into that situation that were going to be in the spot they are today where it's hard to find a landing spot. You brought up the Chargers. Yeah, Tyra Taylor, that, that's the guy, and they drafted Easton Stick last year, who they happen to like, and I expect him to draft a quarterback somewhere high, whether it's round one, two, three, whatever it may be. And so if you draft a guy and you like Easton Stick and you have Tyra Taylor, who you believe, there's your quarterback room right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll leave you with this. The team that had the worst offseason so far is who? The worst offseason? Oof. That's a hard one. Who stands out to you? McLevin, give uh, Adam the candidates. So we put up a poll, the Texans, the Cowboys, the Rams, the Jaguars, and the Patriots. Um, I, I'd say, you know, listen, um, I, I never like to put anybody in a category like that, but if you're the Rams, you got to be discouraging, discouraged about losing the guy in Gurley and having to make some of those moves. It, it's been a tough off season for them. Um that that would be a candidate, and and uh, you know, and and that that would stand out to me. Yeah, I could have done it where I would rank in order of these teams who had the best off season, and then we'd eventually get to the Rams as the worst of those teams. Yep, yeah, and, there, there and, you go. Right, yeah, it's all semantics there. <laughs> uh, thank you for spending some time. I know you're busy, and um, stay safe. And thank you again. Hey, Dan, I appreciate you. I hope you and the Danettes stay safe. And uh, once again, sorry we didn't get a chance to work together at ESPN, and, and you went Brady on us. Yep, yep, I went rogue on you. Thank you, Adam. That's Thanks, it. Dan. Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL Insider. I put it in my contract that I couldn't work with Adam Schefter. And uh, they said, we, we can't have that in. And I said, but then I'm, I'm going to have to walk. He actually broke the story <laughs> of me not wanting to work with him. I mean, he's, he's that good. All right, some uh, more Meat Madness songs coming up. And I stumbled upon a new artist, and then I realized he's got his own commercial. So I don't know how I missed out on this guy, but uh, I'll tell you about that artist coming up right after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com. Get a quote and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Once again, if you're just joining us, the Summer Olympics have been canceled, pushed back a year. 
Cowboys guard Travis Frederick retires at 29. He's got an autoimmune disease, and so this isn't a concussion-related retirement. But, you know, Ross Tucker is somebody that I really respect. I think he's a very smart guy. And he said, you know, we should stop saying that, uh, you know, somebody was forced to retire at a young age. He said, 29, you know, that that's a good NFL career. But uh, the way we look at it, we're, you know, we, we say, oh, he had to retire early. Uh, Ross Tucker, who played in the NFL, he said, we really need to stop saying guys in their late 20s that played seven to nine years of pro football retired, quote, early, especially when they've had a myriad of orthopedic issues. Uh, Gronk had that, a significant cushion, a concussion history in Luke Keekley and a rare nerve disorder with Travis Frederick. Ross Tucker says, not everyone can or wants to be Tom Brady. So I, I appreciate that from uh, Ross Tucker. We'll have some Meet Friday songs for you. I stumbled upon this new artist. My uh, oldest daughter you, will usually send me uh, music and then say, you know, try this. And I started listening to one song, Anderson Pack, P-A-A-K. It's Anderson, and then there's a period, and then it's P-A-A-K. And I heard it, and I said, this, he sounds like James Brown. And I sent it to Seton. And then I didn't hear from Seton for about a, a day. And I go, oh, that didn't go well. And Seton, <laughs> Seton sends me a note back. He goes, boy, this is great. Uh, unbelievable. What a voice, man. And then I'm watching TV last night, and a Modelo commercial comes on, and it's for Anderson Pack. And I'm going, this guy's been right there in front of me. I didn't even notice. And I started listening to his music. We can't play the song that I really love on the air. Uh, not appropriate, but what an unbelievable voice. Spectacular voice. Yeah, Paul. I'm on his social media now, and he's doing a duet with uh, Justin Timberlake. So this guy's doing all right. Yeah, he got a, he's got one of those voices. When you hear it, you go, wow, that's different. Uh so Anderson Pack is the artist I've been listening to. All right, some Meet Friday songs. Uh, I just gave you Vince in Virginia with David Bowie. He's matched up against Thad in Iowa with Hootie and the Blowfish. Real is late on a Friday morning. been purchased and the tree of fire never meet in the Melbourne neighborhood It could be beef or pork Maybe shrimp cause who needs a fork Wouldn't have it any other way Then declares me Friday time All in your life the meat's mighty fine Boys in the back came through Let the trade Good. Sad in Iowa, hooting the blowfish. Not as good as Darius singing Hold My Ham. I thought he was going to say Let Her Fry with the Traeger oh. Grill. Yeah, Let Her Fry. Here is uh, this is the 2-7 matchup. Taylor and Matt in Ohio with Dirty Dancing. <laughs> had the best meet of my life, <laughs> and I owe it all to uh. Arcade fire on the queue, McLove and Polly Fritzy too. It's Meet Friday. 
Mario shooting the ball. Seemed to believe just what he saw. <laughs> now with meat sweats on her mind, seasoning is one of a kind by the IT guy. Well, we sing our fuzzy song and our evening all day long. It's Okay, a terrible edit in there. Who's mixing that? Yeah, Paul. Which makes it even better. <laughs> See, you're the expert. Do you think they, they dumped that one? Do you think that's bad on purpose? Uh, no, I think that that's as good as they could do it, and it was wonderful. It was fantastic. They're singing their heart out there, it's Paulie. one of my favorites. And then we'll get to uh, the other song in the Texas region. We picked barbecued regions. Uh, Nick in Hawaii will have that with his take on Blur. That'll be coming up. You can vote on danpatrick.com this week and next week. I'm going to have it open for two weeks on just the first round, so everybody gets some love. Final hour coming up. We'll look at a mock draft, an interesting mock draft at the top. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify, and it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcast. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right, no credit card necessary, and simply search for our shows to start listening. 